Welcome to another episode of Spacklegeist, everyone's favorite home improvement advice podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Matt. I want to thank you for joining us on this trip to your hometown hardware store, but for your ears. Things are going a lot better now that you got your microphone turned on, aren't they, Matt? Oh, who can see the part of the microphone that's turned on? Is it me or is it you, Jeff? 20 minutes ago, you could have been like, hey, by the way, the microphone's not on, and why don't you just stop fuddling with the fucking thing? And we're going to be a lot better off. How about just, you know, turn your microphone on this when you're ready to record? This is everyone's favorite home improvement podcast where we start off with some real negative energy. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. One of us was trying to solve the problem with the audio. The other one was, I'm going to go ahead and say looking at pictures of your own cats. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't admit that you're right. Well, you, meh, meh, meh. so Jeff, how's it going, Matt? Well, wait. Like you said, negative energy to start off. Look, we can bring this back. This podcast would be a lot easier to do if people who listen to it just showed up in the same room to hear it. And to be honest, based on our download numbers, because we took a while off, could probably fit you. This is true. Yeah. We've, we've, we've got the seating. We've got the seating. We've got the... I sent... Was that... I sent you that, right? Yesterday? What? Craigslist. I was on Craigslist looking for a chair. I oh, sent you, you did send a it, picture. But I forgot it was about it. 29 oak chairs lined up <laughs> in between the garages, like the garage doors of a storage unit facility. And they just pass it off like, yep, normal chairs for sale. Ooh, that's a lot of chairs. 29. 29 get... solid oak kitchen chairs yeah. for sale. You know, for that kitchen table you have. Right. Where you need to seat 29. It's, it's the kitchen table that I had in my Viking hall. <laughs> that's right. Which is just an upturned boat. Yes. These would these would make great dining chairs, but could be used for a variety of things. Oh, it looks like it was used for a variety of things. They they flat out staged a wedding in a store for you like business place. Yes. Oh so, yeah, totally. Like, look, we couldn't get the venue we wanted. We're already paying seventy five bucks a month for this. We're <laughs> just gonna take all the chairs out. We're gonna set them up there, and then like, it's I I've never been happier than I am here today to marry you two and then you hear the <laughs> and just the door that opens like the gate that someone put in you're actually getting married by somebody that stars on start storage wars mm -hmm. you're in it for the long u-haul oh yeah that was the payoff on that let's make this u-haul a wee haul <laughs> okay, that... that was not bad that was pretty good i'm pretty good with that so uh what's the point of this podcast we are a home improvement DIY advice podcast, so if you have a uh, project you're working on, a job site you need to finish up, or a house what's fallen apart, mm. come to us for the wrong answers. That's right. And, and go, yeah. I mean, we, we cover a lot of a lot of questions that don't necessarily have to do with improving your home so much as living in your home. And living with other people in your home. Surviving your home. Surviving your home. I think that's a really good way yeah, to put it. I like that. Surviving this is your a, home. This is a home survival podcast. That makes it sound like we're those preppers. Yeah, But we no. just don't like camping. <laughs> Urban preppers. Urban preppers. What happened to the What happened to the year's supply worth of granola bars? Whoa. <laughs> a lot of us made some decisions we're not happy about. Netflix released a new series. And it, look, it's really good. Just rappers, rappers, rappers. Wait. Nope. Is I... that what Urban Outfitters was? 
before it became a hipster store? Called Rappers, Rappers, Rappers. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it was. So, as Matt pointed out, oftentimes, very, okay, not oftentimes, rarely. Well. But it feels like more often than not, we give some bad advice, and later we have to go back and issue a correction. You give bad advice. I thought we were going to try to move past the negative energy from the beginning, Matt. Were we, Jeff? Were we? Oh, I would have, but my microphone wasn't on. I'm going to reach over there and turn it off when you're not paying attention. I, you know I, I shout loud enough that I can still get picked up by yours. So I will ride shotgun on that working microphone of yours. Ride shotgun on the mic is... Nope, I got nothing. Nothing? Nope, I started that and got you lost. You missed 12-gauged it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a thinker. I don't love it. Yeah. Nothing? Nothing. Sounds like we had a break in the action. Yeah. Sorry about that. Because a break action break, is a break action. Yeah. 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 So sometimes we have to issue corrections. Pump. Just Are you just making it so that we can't take out the dead air of me not being funny? These jokes are semi-automatic. I can't control them. I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> Do it with the microphone cord of the one that's on. So, occasional corrections. Uh, we don't like to do these, but usually we're legally required to do them. Well, uh, so in a a it's a it's a it's a rare twofer this week. We have to issue two corrections in one. Uh, the correction this week is fondant is not, as we've reported, the opposite of fondue, <laughs> and neither of those are actually any good at cleaning out your chimney. So, do not use them. Uh, to get soot out of your chimney. There's a really, really happy image dancing in my head right now of the cake boss, uh, like, down on his luck. Like, his TV show gets canceled and his whole thing gets just upended mm -hmm. and he has to make his life as a chimney sweep. <laughs> and he just goes out, like, to cock. Like, he just uses, like, a fondant gun... <laughs> As like as cock to keep I don't up think pigeons. They use guns. Wait, lot to unpack there. Number one, do they use the bags? I think these bags, not okay. guns. Like no, like a cock gun. Right. No, they don't use those. They should. They should. That a would make it a lot one. easier. Actually, I guess it's a lever action. But right. Yeah. That would make it a lot easier. No, they, they use, just bags. use a big bag. What do you think chimney sweeping is? Do you think it's pigeon proofing? It's not not pigeon proofing. Hmm. But what is you, Santa Claus but mm -hmm. a human pigeon delivering a message? But instead of message, he's carrying gifts. Santa Matt, Claus is a human carrier pigeon, and the cake boss is designed design and the cake boss is designed to keep him out. He must stop Christmas from coming. So the cake boss is the Grinch. Mm-hmm. And, and he's from New Jersey. That actually yeah. checks out. And Santa <laughs> is a human pigeon. Yeah. Who's delivering a message. Oh, yeah. He's got a message for you. This feels vaguely connected to the mafia. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But uh, Cake Boss is certainly not. No. Not anymore. I don't know. What feels like a pretty public image, uh, public figure to be connected to the mafia. What's the 
So, like, you know how there's a general and a colonel and a lieutenant? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a major in there. In the crime world, mm-hmm. there's a boss. Right. Is there an underboss? Or am I thinking of, like, the boss of the underworld? No, I think there's... Is like... Cake Boss a lichen oh. who must fight pie vampires? Mm-hmm. Vampires, mm-hmm. if I may. You, you may, actually. I'm on board with this. What happened? How did this start? Well, at first it was that the cake fondant. boss... Fondant. There it is. What is fondant, exactly? Uh, It's effectively cake spackle. Ooh. Ooh, it's back. <laughs> Brought yeah. it back. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, and tastes about as good, in my experience. Yeah, I, they, it's like that, it's edible, wink. So yes. are Tide Pods, apparently, right. from what the kids are doing. I don't understand that. They're just, <laughs> like, the, the internet is actively terrifying me at this point. Every, like, every teen trend of, they're eating this thing, or they're taking bath salts, whatever, I just assume they're trying to get out of paying their student loans, which, you know what? I get it. I'm on right? board with that. That's fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my personal uh, way of doing that is dressing up like a pigeon. And mm-hmm. crawling up inside of a chimney to wait for either the cake boss from below or Santa from above. I have so many problems with all of this. And instead, I'm going to ask, hey, Matt, what you working on? Jeff, I'm glad you're asked. I'm glad you're asked. <laughs> <sighs> I liked it better when my microphone was off and did not work. <laughs> so did I. It was So did most people, I'm sure. <laughs> Charmed, I'm sure. So... I've, uh, I was, I'm, I'm actually kind of speaking of fire mm. and the chimneys. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've been remodeling my house constantly since I bought it. A fixer up a rental for 20 years. Nothing up to code. Nothing works. Certainly. The only, it's not even up to the Konami code. <laughs> uh, so I've been trying to piece it together and fix it as I go. And, uh, just uh, last week, when we burned my Christmas tree on the Feast of the Epiphany, mm-hmm. uh, I got my fire extinguisher out, safety mm-hmm. first, and safety we noticed first. that the uh, gauge said, time to recharge, yep. and nothing came out of it but a complaint. Like, pulled the pin and then grabbed the lever and just went, please, no, I'm <laughs> inequipped for this. I hope this isn't a real emergency. <laughs> it's just this little street urchin that can't get up. Uh, and so I, I, I call the fire department because in some towns, a fire department will recharge a fire extinguisher for you. Oh, I did uh, not actually know that. Yeah. So good to, uh, if you live in a town that does that, count yourself lucky because Raleigh ain't one of them. Oh, good. They went ahead and private contracted that out. Hmm. It's not like I'm going to go to a place to pay for it to do that. How much? Here's a good question. I pay in Chile. Go, go to a fire department, you give them a pot of chili. Oh, right. Yeah, and you get a fire extinguisher back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a bartering system. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, so instead of trying to refill or recharge my fire extinguisher, and I'm sure shit not going to buy a new one. Mm, obviously not. I thought, look, stop trying to treat the symptoms mm-hmm. and start trying to treat the problem. Sure. So instead of trying to buy a fire extinguisher, I focused on fire suppression. Oh, okay. Okay. Which for me, like I tried to just model it after something else. So I made it. I've been I've been spending most of my time working on making it harder for my fire to find out where it's supposed to be, mm. uh, shortening the hours when my fire can show up. That's good. So it's going to see longer lines and it's not going to want to be there. Yep. Uh, making my fire prove that it's a rapid oxidative process to even be considered a place in my house, 
and of course, uh, just straight up not letting the fire in unless it's white fire. So, mm. like, just I think like fire suppression. Where do you stand on Greek fire? Ugh. I mean, I guess right, but I don't want to hear that. Mm. That's I get it. I don't want to hear it crackle with that accent. Am I right? So Oxidopolopolis. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm pleased with that one. So it's not so much about extinguishing a fire as disenfranchising a fire. Yeah, it's about like it's it's about disincentivizing the fire to want to show up in the first place mm-hmm. because if you if you show the fire that like if you make it really inconvenient for the fire to be there. Right. And you uh and you and you make it and you convince the fire that that uh, it showing up isn't going to make a difference. Sure. Then the fire is going to want to be. It's it's gonna. It's not gonna want to go. Right. No, that makes sense. So all of that instead of of buying a new fire extinguisher. That I mean, like a systemic thing that's institutionalized, I think makes a lot more sense than spending twenty dollars and just buying a fire extinguisher. Yeah, and I mean, I live in North Carolina, so <laughs> the state approves. You actually have to go to the next fire district. It's across the street. Right. But, but I have to, if I want to, look, there's been a lot of fire gerrymandering. <laughs> and it's, that actually, hang on. If you look at some of the ways those wildfires spread, mm-hmm. it's not like in an even line. Sometimes no. it just, it goes and then it just jumps a narrow street. Right. So, there's, hey, look. I think that actually checks out. Mm-hmm. Did not anticipate this to actually end up in a, in a useful place, but <laughs> it's topical. It's funny, and it's also really sad. Yeah, this is also like the Spackle Guys version of Black Mirror. Like, oh, it's an allegory for voting. Get it? What if voting, but on fire? What if voting but fire? Uh... Anyway, Jeff, what you been working on? Well, Matt, uh, kind of similar to you, actually. I've been, uh, you know, in the new year, just kind of dealing with getting some of my own personal fires under control. Ooh. Um, and I'm, I'm trying not to step on your toes with a hardware you're humming for whatever your that's, segment is. That's not it. I'm pretty sure you know exactly what it's supposed to um, be. I'm trying not to step on Of course, you didn't your... know my mic was off, so I can't count on you to have my back, goose. Uh... Get so, Buddy Blaster up there and seal off the chimney from you even showing up. Because a goose is like a penguin. Nope, pigeon. Nope. Shit. Okay. A goose is like a pigeon, but bigger. But smaller than a penguin, depending on the penguin. Just just penguin to penguin, not the species. Just depending on the penguin. Yeah. Aren't some penguins small? <laughs> <laughs> of the questions I expected to ask, that was one of them, but just not today. Aren't some penguins small? Yes, some penguins are small. Ah, yeah. Suck it, asshole. <laughs> How am I an asshole? Yeah. It? Get it? Yeah. They showed up dressed up. Why didn't you? Wow. <laughs> really? You want to insult my clothes? Well. Well. I thought, why are we, simple why are you so mean? What, me? Because I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out our audio, and all it took was to figure out that the goddamn microphone wasn't on! Do you want to hear about what I'm working on or not? I really do, Jeff. As long as it's penguins on fire. 
That's why penguins actually live in Antarctica because it's really cold and it's right, hard for yeah. them to catch fire because everybody knows that penguins are the most flammable bird. That's, <laughs> that's very true. What's black and white and red all over a penguin on fire? Right. In the newspaper. <laughs> because they spontaneously combust. Ooh. Yeah. That's why they don't live north of a certain point. That's right. That's why they walk very carefully. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that penguins, when they walk, they're really tense? Yeah, it's friction and static. Yes. Like if, they, if they just, they can break out into like a an Usain Bolt sprint, but if they do, just instant combustion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's actually a survival tip. I think Shackleton used that. You rub <laughs> two penguins together to start a fire. <laughs> well, he just hit one with the other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. So, Matt, what I've what I've been working on is uh, getting some of my fires under control, and uh, what that entails is going around and covering up things with black electrical tape. So, uh, the check engine light in my car, black, black electrical, electrical tape. It's like I got a brand new car. <laughs> uh, that that nagging voicemail on my phone, black electrical tape, no new notifications. Now, real quick about that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the, the voicemail app that you put the little thing over there? Oh, yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. yeah, no. I, I don't even, now I can't check it and problem solved. Sure. Uh, I've been, I put it over uh, some black electrical tape over my mailbox. Oof. Like it's not even there. Problem we've solved. Been, uh, I'm sorry, sir. We've been trying to deliver something to you for a while. I don't, I don't have a mailbox. Sir, who? Uh, <laughs> I don't even right. live here. Got black electrical tape over my driver's license, my bank card. Jeff, if I may. That's why my uh, laptop is actually all covered. Yeah. Because there are was... certain web pages that I just, I can't look at now. It, you just look like a 1961 CIA redacted file put online. Yeah, exactly. If I may, it sounds like you're using a lot of black electrical tape out in the world to put on your problem. Mm-hmm. What if, I'm spitballing here, mm-hmm. you just made... A blindfold of black electrical tape and wore that such that you couldn't see any of your problems. Well, see, I. The problem there is that I stub my toes a lot mm-hmm. when I'm wearing that blindfold. In this scenario, you weren't. You wouldn't go anywhere. But then I wouldn't be able to eat cookies. Mm. So really, the the. <laughs> whole... Your entire life problem comes down to figuring out a cookie delivery service. That allows me to avoid, you, you know, like, as you mentioned, student loans. Right. Uh, uh, you know, various foreclosure notices. Do you, mm, mm. Uh, you know, the Red Cross after my blood. Those goddamn vampires. Well, you just put the, I mean, you just wrap your elbow in electrical tape and they can't penetrate it. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. That one, that one's... You know, the the least of my worries. Yeah, it's but. a sticky blackout. That's what I call electric, black electric tape. Sticky, sticky blackout. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Co- that's what I've been rhyming slang. It's a sticky blackout, it is. Learned that from watching Peaky Blinders. Uh, well, that, I mean, sure. The I, I guess I can see, especially, like, why you wouldn't want to blindfold yourself because you would miss out on the delight of watching... Uh, Two penguins combust. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, sure. I have blindfolded other people, mm-hmm. but that was just like to get out of a parking ticket. Right. Sir, so you can't park. <laughs> ha! Okay. Ah! What happened? Someone turned on the lights. 
Also, if I may, Torture of the Penguins. Jeff! Also, Jeff, if I may, do you know who the most combustible bird character was from Boy Meets World? Hmm. Two Penguin. Jeff, let's take some listener questions. As is the ostensible purpose of this podcast. <laughs> Let's start out with an easy one, Matt. And I, dear Spackle guys, how do I? I'm in Antarctica, and I live at the at the Antarctic Research Center place. Uh huh. We ran out of firewood. The natural gas delivery isn't due for another couple months. What? What's a highly combustible, uh, readily available resource I can use to light a fire? Thanks. Totally real man who lives down there. Totally, totally real man. <laughs> yep, he's uh, Maori. Oh, yep. That that was you. You hijacked like the. You know, I get thirty seconds for every four minutes that you rant <laughs> into your microphone. <laughs> you hijacked for, that from me this time. Do you know why? Why? Because uh, uh, you're, you would have had a lot more than 30 seconds if only you would have pointed out to me that the four minutes I usually get wasn't working because the goddamn microphone wasn't turned the hell on. Anyway, go ahead, Jeff. What kind of listener questions do we have this week? We're going to start off with a, uh, start off with a really easy one, Matt. This one comes to us from listener Biv and then a bunch of numbers. Don't know what that means. Uh, Subject is wood flooring. And the question, Matt, is can you plane a 32nd of an inch off to remove possibly asbestos glue from wood flooring? Hmm. Can you plane a 32nd of an inch off of the floor? Uh, I'm assuming that this floor has been ripped up. Right. But, well, hang on. So, like, the back of it. Yes. Do do you think you put glue on the top? So, if it's anything like uh, grout, it can be, where you just throw it all over and then flip it out. There is actually a glue like that, Jeff. Is there really? There is. That feels like a terrible idea. Uh, It's a time-sensitive idea. (laughs) (laughs) If you just... This This feels like... A secret cabal of mice got together, and we're like, (laughs) you know glue traps? Yeah. How about we fuck? (laughs) What about glue traps but human? Uh, So, yes, you you can uh, certainly run that. I mean, it's it's probably just tongue and groove uh, flooring, which means it's, I mean, the the widest it's going to be at, like, 12 inches, so it's going to fit in your standard, like, lunchbox-style planer from Lowe's or Home Depot. Or if you have access to a bigger one, like a Powermatic 22-inch wide one, then you can do a couple at a time. The problem is, uh, if the asbestos glue is going to get stuck in your planer cutting heads, Mm. uh, and taking glue off, uh, any kind of glue, uh, asbestos or not, is a bad idea in a a machine like that, because uh, glue can, can literally gum up and glue up the works. So uh, the the better idea is to take uh, like a, a jack plane or a block plane, maybe like a Stanley number seven, 
and just run that over to uh, take off a 32nd uh, of an inch for that. The, the precision is going to be an, an issue. So you may also consider uh, taking a very sharpened card scraper mm. uh, and, and dragging that across. Um, the other thing I might say as a solution is just to eat it. Ooh. The entire wood flooring or just gnaw the back off? Yeah, just gnaw the back off. Okay. Get, look, Spackle guys, gnaw the back off. <laughs> It's so picture your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Now open your mouth. Ah. Nah. Now peel your bottom lip down. Yeah. Eh. Uh so such that you have basically a planar blade sure. that is the your bottom teeth. Right. And then just sort of ar, 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 ar. Right. This is the this is the beaver approach to yeah. flooring. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So uh now that we've established all of that, I actually have a a serious answer for once. Uh, the question is not so much can you, because you can. The question is should you? Because asbestos is actually it... not dangerous unless you disturb it. Oh, it's a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So uh, if you... Uh, asbestos equals smaug. Yes, yes, exactly. So if you put it through a planer and effectively aerosol- aerosolize all of that asbestos... Wait, is that real? That's exactly how asbestos kills you. Really? Yes. Huh. So, like, asbestos in your walls, completely safe and fireproof. Asbestos, when you punch a hole in your wall, Bad. will give you lung so, cancer. Oh, so many kinds of cancer. Yeah. So, asbestos is the Irish emotions of insulation. <laughs> exactly that. Best not to disturb it, but if you do, watch the fuck <laughs> out. Watch out. Because things are popping off. <laughs> it's probably time to move. <laughs> So uh, you can, but you really shouldn't. As best to leave it alone. Yep. So uh, Matt's advice of using your mouth, maybe don't do that. Unless you look, promise promise hang not on. to breathe. Hang on. You may have just solved our uh, weekly corrections <laughs> segment. Matt's advice of using your mouth, maybe don't do that. That's an evergreen piece of, of it content. It really there. is. That you just kind of solve. And just trim that one out, and we'll just play it at yeah. the beginning of every episode. Perfect. So, uh, as best as clue, man, we just did not. We just did, oh no, it was the fucking wild west back there. It really was. Yeah. So, uh, so now you've got a now you now you've got asbestos glue on the back of your wood flooring. What's the plan? Ooh, if I may. Oh, okay. Hang on, Jeff. Matt, hang on. Jeff. Matt, I've actually got a really good answer for this, too, so. Good. Well, I'm glad. Sounds like they want to plane off a 32nd of an inch, which means the, the... I think what they want to do is just get the glue off. Yeah, well, the margins here are, are literally razor thin. Instead of getting that glue off at a 32nd of an inch, mm-hmm. why not add a 32nd of an inch? This is going to require pulling your whole floor up, but adding an extra 32nd of an inch to the entire floor. What are you going to use to do it? Fondant! Ooh. You know why? Because he's available. The cake boss will come around to your house and add with that big fucking bag of his. He's going to add a 32nd of an inch, just a glaze over that asbestos, sealing in the asbestos such mm-hmm. that it can't be disturbed like uh, uh, like flavor in a wedding cake. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes more sense. I was going to say the Witch King of Angmar. And nope. See, it makes, the, you the see, barrel, cake boss. The barrel downs, but yeah. yeah no, cake boss. Cake, yeah, exactly. 
Either way, you don't you don't take you don't scrape it off. You pack it on. That's right. See, you and I Seal actually it had in. bury it down. <laughs> Talk to the closest Midwestern Irish Catholic person about their emotions that you can. Exactly. However, they react to it. Do that, but for glue flooring. Mm-hmm. Done. You and I had very similar reactions. My answer was asbestos, fireproof. What's really mushy and can conform to the uneven bottom of asbestos glued flooring. Thinly spread penguins. <laughs> and now it doesn't matter like if they, they catch on fire. Like they can't pay all the bills or, or how's that? No, no. I meant like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like ah, I'm short this week. <laughs> so what I what I need you to do <laughs> is find a penguin that's working two jobs <laughs> and going to night school. <laughs> well, it's depending on what time of year. In our it, yeah. Like six months school Constant at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Their semesters are, They just have two semesters <laughs> Night school in Antarctica Has two semesters <laughs> Yes and no Thanks for joining us on Spacklegeist An episode where Matt and Jeff Delighted themselves Oh boy This I mean we came back from the angry microphone part. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would just like to state for the record, uh, do not confuse penguins as combustible for Ursula K. Le Guin as combustible. Oh, she is not combustible at all. Hmm? Penguins are combustible. Ursula K. Le Guin is... I mean, is she, she is, is combustible, right. but it takes a little more work. Is she the asbestos of Gwyn's? So wait, Listen. is Penguin like Pendragon? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this As... Ursula K. Le Guin, son of yeah. Penguin. Yep. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Jeff, next question. Next question. This one comes to us from listener Lee. Hey, Lee. Trowel finish patio equals death wish? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't take calculus. You're going to have to help me out with this equation here. <laughs> and he writes... Or they write. The sad part is, I did take calculus. I just have forgotten so much about it that I forgot I actually took calculus. Yes. Damn I took it. a full year of honors calculus, and I think I was actively forgetting it during that year. Is that, is that the same as AP calculus? Uh, no, it was in college. Oh, okay. It was, yeah. it was just horrifying, and I yep. survived it more than learned anything. Good. I survived calculus is the second least popular bumper sticker. I, uh, yeah, I was, I failed a lot of tests in that class. <laughs> Calculus is mostly made up. It's all made up. No, but like, is not real in, in any knowable sense. Oh, you're hurting my brain here. <laughs> Here's the things I know that are real. Okay. Cake Boss is in someone's chimney right now. True. Someone, after hearing this, is genuinely wondering what, how combustible penguins are. Also true. And math is dumb and shouldn't be required. Some math is dumb. Fire plus penguin equals warm. Done. Ooh, look at me. I made math. Hey, congratulations. I created a calculus. Look at me. I'm Greek. Because <laughs> that's all the Greeks did, right? They invented <laughs> math and then... Democracy. <laughs> Democracy, math. They took a nap. Combustible, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Stamos. 
<laughs> they had that one last check mark on their to-do list lingering for a while. Mm-hmm. Big gap between democracy and John Stamos. Big <laughs> But uh, back to the question, Matt. Uh, Lee writes, I know that I love the look of a smooth concrete patio, specifically via a trowel finish. I'm going for something modern, like it could be in the sculpture garden of a modern art museum. Mm. There's a lot going on there. Oh, God. But is this going to be super dangerous? If a drop of water hits this, is it certain death for me and or potential future offspring? <laughs> Would love input from anyone with a trowel finish outdoor patio. <laughs> so, uh, Lee. Uh, Lee, first thing, uh, going to need you to step back. And uh, just what? just just step back a little bit. Like uh, the number of trawl finish patio related deaths has been in the un, just on the decline since the early 1920s, and at this point it falls somewhere okay. between somewhere between I think uh, uh, penguin related combustion mm-hmm. and and uh, Ursula K. Le Guin related murder. It, right, like it's it's way down. Uh, what okay i really i want to i i want i want to treat every person who asks a question about their projects as worth answering yeah absolutely well except was that last week or the week before where we were just angry well look i I said i want to (laughs) right (laughs) but you need to work with us too i know that I love the look of a smooth concrete patio. Who doesn't? It's great. Look, first off, great job for knowing what you want. That's right. Not everyone does. I'm going for something modern, like it could be the sculpture garden of a modern art museum. In your patio, probably in Canton, Ohio. But is this going to be super dangerous? If a drop of water hits this, is it certain death for me and or potential future offspring? I don't understand. So, the... <clears throat> Couple things. If they're looking for sculptures, concrete sculptures, uh, that's that's modern certainly, and there's more chance of death if if one of them is um, not secured and falls over on you or your mm. loved one. Uh, water has very little to do with it, provided that it's properly sealed. That's a good point. Uh, it's. Uh, this person knows that it's not uh, like it, that it's concrete. It's not just like the concrete mix. Right. Right. Do you, wait, do you know that concrete dries? Right. Like it's not. Here's my, forever. I've got an, I've got an eight by 10 square. Uh, I've got an eight by 10 rectangle set out out here. It's just grass, dirt. And then this eight by 10 of bags of quick Crete. I cut them open. Uh, kind of like, you know, like you would like slice open uh, a, a dying man such that the carrion would get to him quicker. Right. Like You could have just gone with a tauntaun. Then. Y- yes. Cutting open a, a concrete bag does not attract the hunger of the rain quicker. Um, it's going to happen no matter what. This isn't, the, this isn't the, the great blue sky death that the Mongolians do on the steps. I don't understand. But I, again, I'm trying. I'm trying, Jeff. I'm so trying. I wonder if uh, what Lee is saying is while I'm going for that impossible mere finish of a concrete patio 
of a trowel finish. A trowel, like just a, a glossy, Real mirrored quick. finish. How the fuck else are you going to finish your concrete? <laughs> just drive a just lawnmower it over let it. it go. <laughs> Cookie roller. What's that thing called? Rolling pin. Rolling pin. There it is. <laughs> Cookie roller. Cookie roller. Uh, uh, I think maybe what Lee is asking Blow is... Blow on it. <laughs> once he's got that, once they've got that uh, uh, just glossy, smooth surface, what if then it rains? Will it immediately freeze into a oh, like rippling bef- surface? Before it's finished? Yes. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. Well, yeah. Do I mean, it like, such that it's not going to rain. Sure. Look at the weather forecast. That's a thing. Uh, buy a canopy. Also an option. Or a tarp. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe tone down your expectations. Right. Like, you're not going to get a marble finish off of your backyard patio right concrete. and and i think we can all agree no matter how well you do your background backyard patio no matter how well you finish it no matter how well you plan for no matter how much you look at the dark skies app and plan ahead uh so that it's going to be clear and nothing's going to impact it some dickhead teenager is going to come by and plant his fucking face and dick right into it right world star 2018 and that shit's going to go viral uh-huh uh, but at least someone will see your nice backyard patio. It's, uh, yeah, no, and that's, I mean, that's a well-known fact that that's going to happen. Yeah. Even if you watch it the entire time. Logan, like crop circles. Logan Paul is going to slap Wang on your freshly wet concrete, and there's nothing you can do about Not it. Not a thing. Not a thing. Uh, as for, uh, <laughs> also, the sculpture garden of a modern art museum. Chances are, like Matt said, this is in Canton, Ohio. Yeah. You've got a cement replica of the statue of David that's three feet tall sitting in your backyard. <laughs> like, we know. We know what kind of sculpture museum this is. We know why you bought it, too. You just bought it that tiny way. David Tinywang. <laughs> uh, backyard David Tinywang. Backyard David Tinywang. Actually, my favorite blues guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, potential future offspring. I wouldn't worry about I, it. Yeah, I think you're fine. I believe. Now that we've alienated one listener, well, sorry, Matt. Lee. <laughs> sorry, Lee. Uh, just uh, you know, rolling pin it and move on. Yeah. Uh, what do I call it? Cookie, cookie roller. Cookie roller. Cookie roller. It, cookie it, roller and move on. Throw a lounge chair over it and yeah, you, you you're done. Matt, you want to pay some bills? Jeff, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time to pay some bills. Okay. Jeff, uh, it's the Invoice Minute where we take a break from dispensing advice. Where we spend a minute explaining what the Invoice Minute is Look. and then 12 seconds paying bills. I had a whole like great line there. Something about dispensing advice, and then something about spending, but I lost it. Much like you're going to lose your modern art museum, Lee, in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Most critiques you see about modern art museums is about the concrete finish. Right, yeah. (laughs) I can cement what the person was doing here. Uh, 
in the invoice minute, we try and catch up with, uh, I guess, just mostly publicly shaming people that we have provided services for so that they will pay us. For... This is this is the part where we pull the black electrical tape off of yes. our ledger. This is where this is the, the the point where we disturb the asbestos of our accounting uh and try and get paid for it. So <clears throat> first up looks like we've got uh, Mr. Poe, $117 for removing the rotting heart from under your floorboards. Uh, that, that was an ugly process, certainly. Uh, second up, uh, Ms. Shelley, $76 for the installation of a lightning rod on your castle roof. Uh, by the way, it looks great up there. It does. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Lovecraft, $1,700 for design and installation of blinds that preserve the view but block out the sight of, quote, any immigrants walking past, unquote. Boy, was I uncomfortable with every part of that job and the reading of said job. I hope uh, the uh, efforts of Ms. Shelley pay off such that her creation can come destroy everything you have done. And Mr. Coffin for services rendered. This has been the Invoice Minute, our attempt to get bills, and also uh, our attempt to introduce the fact that Matt had no idea that H.P. Lovecraft was such a virulent racist, just, just fucking, just, just got xenophobic out loud. Xenophobic AF. Xenophobic AF Lovecraft. He said, <laughs> do yourself a favor right now. Right now, do yourself a favor if you're listening to this. Pause this podcast and do the following. Google H.P. Lovecraft. Do an image search, look at the first picture that comes up, and tell me, looking at him, you don't picture him saying the plural of a racial epithet. <laughs> Just the plural. It's definitely a plural. It doesn't matter which racial epithet, but he's certainly that. I had zero idea that he was such a huge racist until Jeff told me about it before we started recording such that I got really excited to talk about it here, and I'm going to pretend, I'm going to make sure we don't go hard in the paint on this, because we have other things to get to, but goddamn! And just for a peek behind the curtain here at Spackle, Spacklegeist headquarters, we spent a solid 30 minutes trying to decide if we should just scrap the show and start a new one called Duncan on Lovecraft. Duncan on Lovecraft. <laughs> um, some of my favorites... <laughs> Uh, by the way, the if H.P. Lovecraft today existed and had to comment on line, like he would, like anytime, like on Trump's uh, uh, shithole countries thing, mm -hmm. he would 100% log into the New York Times, but he'd have to come up with like a, a username, but mm -hmm. it wouldn't be creative. It would just be like thinly veiled. It would be like 8B lust build. <laughs> like that one. That would be his thing. Uh, he died young and penniless, which I'm very glad <laughs> about because he was a super racist. Um, the, as Jeff was describing, uh, his works sort of uh, encompass sort of like fear of the unknown and fear of the dark, which makes a lot of sense now, now that you know that it was about Puerto Ricans and brown people. Also, if you read just... 
Do yourself a favor. I know this is a home improvement podcast, but this is a thing I just learned about. <laughs> this is something that everybody needs to know. Goddamn. Read his Wikipedia page and try not to imagine it. Like, read it. Read it with the 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 idea that someone is a fan of his work but wants to also recognize the problematic nature of his personal and political views so they make it like ed- like editorially quote unquote neutral but really passive aggressive so for example the second paragraph Lovecraft was born in Providence, Rhode Island, where he spent most of his life. Among his most celebrated tales are The Rats in the Walls, The Call of Cthulhu, At the Mountains of Madness, and The Shadow Out of Time, all canonical to the Cthulhu mythos. Right there? Sure. That's mm-hmm. journalistically neutral. Yep. Lovecraft was never able to support himself from earnings as author and editor. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's technically a fact, but... He saw commercial success increasingly elude him in this later period, partly because he lacked the confidence and drive to promote himself. That sounds like it was written by Lovecraft's disappointed dad. He subsists in progressively strange circumstances in his last years, semicolon. An inheritance was completely spent by the time he died at age 46. This fucking dickhead. Also, at some point in here, uh, right around the time he's, they're talking about uh, a poem he wrote called On the Creation of N-Words, but not that thing in the full way spelled out, uh, right around that time, talked about how he gained a whole bunch of weight from his wife's cooking. Like, they couldn't just, it was like they couldn't just, like, call, like, H.P. Lovecraft was a racist. <laughs> Like the, I'm sure if you look back through the community edits, it was it was a whole bunch of like, no, we can't say that. And so they said, fine, you know what? He was a fat boy. H.G. <laughs> Lovecraft was a fat, fat, fat boy because of his wife's cooking. He got fat on casseroles. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we don't like him. He got casserole fat. He got casserole fat. H.G. Lovecraft was casserole fat. You're like, well, technically I can't say no because you didn't say he was a race. You'd be like, ha, ha, ha. This podcast is no longer about DIY and home improvement. It's about the Wikipedia standards and community chat around how to dunk on H.P. Lovecraft. Racist boy casserole fat. (laughs) He was my third favorite blues guitarist. (laughs) Racist boy casserole fat. (laughs) So that was the invoice minute. Yep. And a brief preview of our spinoff podcast. Yep. Racist boy casserole fat. Jeff, we got time for one more question, then we're going to jump into something else. Really wish we had a short question here. Let's go with a really short one. Uh, I've been in just a month. Don't know what that means. But so far, uh, what is the proper spelling of crown molding? That's from listener Mindy. I've been in? I, I have no idea what that means. That's just what it says here. I've been in just a month, but... Okay. I I don't ask questions. And technically this is Mindy M. Ooh. This is who this came from, so I don't know. This very well may be a member of David's cult. <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> well, uh it depends on if you're using the British or the American. If you're using the British, it's C R O U W N M O L D I N G. If you're using the uh American it's 
P-R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T space M-O-L-D-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's, so, that's, I mean, it really... That's the whole joke. That's all I got. And I mean, it really kind of depends on... For the British one, there's actually been a shift uh, recently. It depends on your opinion of the crown. If uh, you think that it's very important and crown molding is a good thing to keep, then it's M-O-U-L-D-I-N-G. Whereas if you think that the crown is just a burden on the taxpayers, it's M-O-L-D-I-N-G. Sure. Probably a better joke on paper, literally on paper, <laughs> but uh, I'm proud of it. Jeff, that joke was hot fire. That joke was six penguins. Six penguin joke. Six six penguins running. Slow down. <laughs> the penguin version of the Flash was a very short-lived comic. <laughs> Page one, foomp, the end. <laughs> Matt, we are going a little long. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> we're good. Jeff? Do you know what time it is? What time is it, Matt? It's time for me to stop pretending. Uh, it's time for me to stop imagining... Penguins sprinting and combusting in my head. Time to talk to you about Hardware I'm Hard for. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Are you sure we have time for this? Oh, I'm sure. Do you have any idea how long we've been going right now? 46. No. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jeff! Matt! Do we have any oh, sponsors this you, week? You almost got me. You almost got me. We do. As a matter of fact, Matt, we do have a sponsor this week. Do we? Yes. Uh, this week, we've been paid to announce a new ongoing feature in the John Giles Hand Tools Monthly Magazine. Oh, that sounds legitimate. It does, doesn't it? Uh, we got paid like real money. I mean, it's it, it's camel bucks, but yeah, it's look, real. Look, man, get a fucking rat ass leather jacket. As we all know, Hand Tools Monthly has been missing some excitement around the halfway point. The Giles Publishing Group has heard your complaints, and they are pleased to announce Angle is the Centerfold. To spice up the Hand Tools Monthly magazine. My blood runs cold! (laughs) My memory has just been sold. <clears throat> so, uh, Matt, uh, what are you hard for? Jeff. I live in terror of the day you <laughs> answered that question legitimately instead of with some stupid ass hardware thing. <laughs> so, Matt, what are you hard for? I'm really in humiliation. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> too real oh you got a far away look what i do jeff you know how th- i'm glad you said that hmm. you know how there's ranged weaponry <laughs> still get me off guard every time well 
So it occurred to me. When you're trying to prepare a meal. Yes. Wait. Easy now. Okay. You're thinking like I have to I have to track down and hunt my prey. If I if I if I care about sourcing my my meat, I want to I want to earn it. Sure, kind of thing. I and I track down to do that. Then I bring it back to my kitchen after it's been butchered, mm-hmm. and I prepare it on my stove, <clears throat> and I, you know, it's it's its soul escapes, uh, as you know, in the in the sizzle mm-hmm. uh, as it goes up, uh, in in flames. Right. Uh, well, I was thinking about that. And es- I was thinking, escaping souls. Well, I mean, not just that. No. Okay. But you're. You're, you're worried about you know, doing it right. Both uh, right in terms of of, of morally, but also uh, doing it right and successfully. Sure. And a lot of times when you're hunting, if you're doing, I mean, I, you don't use a gun because who uses a gun? Coward use gun. Coward use guns. Yeah. You use a sling. Mm-hmm. You use a javelin. Mm-hmm. You use a spear, a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. You you use wits. You use wit well. Occasionally wiles. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Bugs Bunny approach to hunting. <laughs> sure, you turn the sign around. That's right. So someone else hunts it. You, you sharpen the sign, and then you throw it at, at your prey like a spear. And a sign spear. Uh, but oftentimes, you suffer an attack penalty mm. because of the distance. <clears throat> oh, right. A range increment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was in Lowe's. As you usually are. Right. And a deer showed up. Mm. The, look, the authorities are going to say it wasn't a deer and his name was Trevor. Maybe it was a deer. Okay. I was trying to close the gap because I know that I can't, uh, I, I don't have the ranged efficacy. Sure. To bring down a Trevor, excuse me, a deer from 300 yards. Even with my dexterity bonus, it doesn't do enough. Mm-mm. So I'm in the kitchen section, right? In the appliances. I see that the, the tile backsplash. I see the island. You know, I see the stove. I see the the dishwashers. I see the refrigerators. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what this place is missing? What if there was a standard piece of kitchen hardware that you could use to bludgeon to death a Trevor deer from no less, from no more than six feet away? Wow. Okay. Right? Kind of up close and personal, but okay. But more effective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, with a couple modifications I am proud to introduce. Jeff, the hardware I'm hard for this week is a melee hood. Because you got your range hood, you mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. that collects the souls of dead deer that you brought down from 300 yards. Nuh-uh. I want a melee hood right. that I can just grab just... and and beat to death a Trevor deer and capture his soul as is such that I can eat him um as he goes. I'm not I'm not really sure where that kind of got away from me, but I do know that when I edit this in a week, I will not understand what just happened. I'm going to get a late night text. That's just going to say melee hood. Jeff, what happened? And why didn't you stop it? <laughs> melee hood. Mm-hmm. Trevor deer? 
uh, the other part of this is just imagining like you're in your kitchen uh, with like your your marble Carrera backsplash mm-hmm. and your like quartzite countertop, and you just your like, marble ca- Carrera backsplash your mm-hmm. Tia Carrera mm-hmm. island. Yep. A guy named Trevor just walks in and he goes, "Oh dear!" You just rip the hood off above <laughs> the oven and just beat him to death with it. But that's like that. I mean, that's up to you. We don't advocate that. No wink. Uh, don't say wink. Wink? No, don't say wink. Wink. No, our our lawyers have advised against us saying wink on this podcast. Yeah, no wink. As as, as best to loosely. You disturbed. You disturbed the murder winks. I want to thank y'all for uh, joining us on this uh, trip to your hometown hardware store, but for yours, and to thank you for sticking around for all the useful... Very useful. Home improvement. Di- wait, wait, hang on. Now you're saying home improvement, DIY, and uh, project-based advice that we have dispensed here. Uh, I kind of feel like we killed it this week. Uh, you can email us your questions or tweet us at Spacklegeist. Uh, that's at Spacklegeist. Use the hashtag Spacklegeist and we'll see it. You can track us down in person uh, and shake us and say, answer my question. Hmm. Um, as long as it's not about a concrete sculpture garden in Canton, Ohio, we'll That's be right. happy to uh, oblige. Jeff, the very best way, though, to get in touch with us is that email. It is. You can email us at spacklegeist at gmail.com. And we've got a lot of complaints about the spelling of that, uh, how hard it is to spell. It's G-M-A-I-L dot com. It's been 30 episodes. You'd think... <laughs> get tired of that joke and yet here we are so that about does us for Spacklegeist 190 something 190 something I've been Matt he's been Jeff you've been great and as we always say Jeff so many penguins were harmed in the making of this episode (laughs) (laughs) this has been episode 196 and goodbye